When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, welcome to Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. I'm your host, Nikki Eisenhower, life coach and psychotherapist. And on today's episode, I'm talking about mattering. So I want to talk to you all today about mattering. I think it's a very important concept to consider. From a place of mattering to ourselves, we learn to love ourselves and then to take lovely, respectful care of ourselves over the course of a lifetime, in easy times and in hard. The suicide and overdose rates are atrocious right now. And I could talk days about the reasons why, but for this episode, I'm just going to tell you why I think you matter, my process of how I came to learn that I matter. I often wonder if mattering is the anti-suicide safety net we need to teach people to cast for themselves on the individual level as much as for society. So this is a heavy topic for me to just jump into right at the beginning of a show, and we have a lot of new listeners. So let me welcome new listeners by sharing a bit of what my intention here, because I've got a big intention here with Emotional Badass, and who I am and who this show is for is important information. I matter, you matter. It's important for us to understand why we all matter. So I'm gonna read to you my own show description that I wrote Gosh, getting close to six years ago now. And here it is. Emotional badasses are survivors, thrivers, seekers, and healers. Expand and awaken to your higher purpose. Be more present and authentic. Find strength in spirituality. Quiet the monkey mind of modern society with meditation. And connect deeply with yourself and others. We let go of what doesn't serve us to heal old wounds find our voice guilt-free, and learn to be the hero in our own story, embrace guerrilla self-care, and laugh with lightness on the self-development path. This show is designed to mindfully be the emotional education so many of us crave. Emotional Badass is where we learn to love ourselves without apology. I've had an almost 20-year career as a psychotherapist with specialties in addiction and grief and loss, and adults healing from childhood trauma. 
I do that work with highly sensitive people, which has become another specialty of mine. So my clients are all ages, all races, all ethnicities, all backgrounds. I am a highly sensitive person and I am an empath. I've worked in residential treatment centers, outpatient centers, hospital mental health settings. I have worked in some youth homeless shelters. I first hung a shingle for myself in terms of self-employment in 2009 when I was 29 years old. This month I turned 43. An emotional badass is five and a half years old. We've never missed a weekly release. I have healed what I thought would be chronic post-traumatic stress and a chronic life dissatisfaction. This show came about from clients of mine who for years, without knowing that others were telling me the same thing, would end sessions kind of wrapping up and walking out and would just kind of drop a little encouragement telling me, hey, I really needed a show because I could help so many people if my voice was out there. So my clients became my encouragers. You'll hear me talk a lot about love, the love that I have for my clients, the love that I have for humanity, the love I have for you as a listener. That's not BS and smoke blowing to try to get you to buy something of mine or be on the Patreon. It's because it's what I feel and I think it's healthy and natural that we have a loving lens for our fellow humans, the ones we agree with, the ones we like, the ones we resonate with, the ones we don't like, the ones we don't resonate with, the ones we disagree with. I met my husband in 2016. His name is Chris. He had his first podcast. It was a comedy podcast out of Manhattan in 2004 as a comedian. And he is a legit podcasting pioneer. I wouldn't know that there were podcasts for another 10 years and he already had one. Now he has a media company and he produces this show and others. Chris produces Emotional Badass and he is in the room with me during every word that has been recorded for this show. We are a team and we are each other's greatest supports. I love you to the moon and back, Chris. And always will. I share my story because I believe it's an ancient way that we have been learning since the beginning of humanity from other people's knowledge, from other people's experience, from other people's pain. Stories have been passed down sitting around the fire for ages and ages and ages. We need that from each other. That's how humanity has made it through by passing on knowledge in a very, very vulnerable and human and real way. So I share my story knowing that my story is very different than other people's, but also at the end of the day, our emotions, our pain process is very similar. As different as we are as human beings, we are wildly similar too. I share so that you can hear me move through my story so that you can help you move through yours. Maybe the best way that I can say where I've come from on my healing journey is that I was born into an earthquake-like energy. And if you were too, might be why this show and my work resonates with you. I was an unplanned pregnancy to a teen mom and a young man in his 20s. 
They had a volatile relationship and their parents forced them into marriage because of me. Now, not really because of me, Nikki, the person, because of tradition, because of Catholic religion, because of caring about what other people thought in New Orleans in 1979, because of control and shaming tactics that were intended with love and care. That's really why they got married. But on the surface, they married because of me existing. That's a particular energy to be born into. I was born early and I almost died. Had the whole Catholic priest come and give me last rites. So I've already had that Catholic sacrament, the death sacrament. By the time I was born, they hated each other. And they were violent. And not in the stereotypical way that we think about that, the man beating the woman. More like two well-matched people getting in the ring together, though they weren't equally matched in size or strength, but in ferocity and contempt for one another, they were matched. I doubt I had any experience of my parents being kind, interested, or mature with each other because they just didn't know how. My biological father, by my professional estimation, very much fits narcissism, and my mother fits sociopathy, and every sociopath is also a narcissist. After my biological father legally signed away his paternal rights to me. Years later, my mother would go on to marry a man she knew had been accused of molesting his own children, and she immediately encouraged him and him alone to tuck me and my two female siblings into bed at night. I am a strong introvert. If I could put healing information out there and hide, I probably would, y'all. I use my story to show others that healing from incest, from child sexual abuse, from grooming and cult-like dynamics and authoritarianism and rageful parents, neglectful parents, it's possible and it's available and it's real and it might be a much different journey than what mental health in general has touted about what it is to walk from a dysfunctional childhood into a healthy adulthood. My grandparents, whom I lived with between six and 12 till my mother remarried, who were my functional parents, they were my safe people, they were my consistency. They died when I was 15 and then 17. At 14, my biological father signed away his rights to me after abandoning me in his custody agreement fully by the time I was 10. Eventually, I'd be adopted at 14 by my stepfather. Legal papers signed in the same parish he had been accused of molesting his own children. As was clearly documented in his second divorce, my mom was his third wife. At 17 years old, I met and later married into the most abusive relationship of my life. And by my early 20s, I had repressed memories from the child abuse come back. And as a young woman, I went to the police and I pressed charges. If you go back to the very first month of episodes of Emotional Badass, you will hear me share that we started the show in the same cosmic moments that I got noticed that my adoptive father was being released early on good behavior, six years early, after a judge said that he would not be eligible for early release. Very recently, 
I shared. I honestly, in this moment, don't remember if it was publicly. I think it might have been in a Patreon episode that my adoptive father violated parole this year, the last year he was on parole. And right now, in this moment, is serving more time, which is an incredible blessing, despite how hard it was for me to see and hear that he was getting out of prison on good behavior. Because that means he had six extra years of someone monitoring him that he wouldn't have had. I've left an abusive partner in the stereotypical middle of the night with the clothes on my back. I lost my stepdaughter that I had loved as if I birthed her. I then went no contact with my family who was displeased with how my outing of the sexual abuse and forcing my dad's arrest wound up on the local news. I wouldn't sweep it under the rug and that's the subconscious contract in my family of origin, that we smile and we play nice and we sweep things under the rug. It's something so commonly demanded and agreed upon in dysfunctional families for sexual abuse and so many other things. So you see, I was born into an earthquake-like energy. No real stabilized ground. And I struggled to make the ground underneath me stable while life kept earthquaking around me. It made me feel like I didn't matter to anyone. I didn't matter to the world. I didn't matter to the God, the Catholics in my family. And then later in my life, the Lutherans taught me about. The molester definitely made me feel like I mattered to him. I did what almost anyone does in difficult situations as a child. I took my mattering, I took my value from the worst possible places, from the hurt, from the pain, from the neglect, from God taking my grandparents from me, feeling victimized by their deaths at God's hand. Being mad at God about their deaths was really the best I could do back then. It was the only framework I had to wrap these tremendous losses around. They were my two safe people. They were my two consistencies in my life. They helped me feel found when I was lost. They helped me feel wanted when I felt unwanted. Losing them before I was finished with high school threw me for a major loop. A child who has experienced parenting that is low empathy, low maturity, high drama, low personal responsibility, parenting that is inadequate or toxic, unpredictable or unsafe, this parenting leaves so very many with a side effect of low self-worth, of not mattering, anti-mattering, of feeling desperately forlorn. Of course, we develop anxiety and depression and post-traumatic stress-like symptoms. It would be weird, wrong for our bodies, our minds to not develop some side effects from this treatment and lack of treatment. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask them all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? Well, we hear you and we have been there too. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. 
Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. Who are we? I'm Dr. Jess Steyer, a public health scientist and also co-host of the Unbiased Science Podcast. Every day, I'll chat with one or both of your new pediatrician besties, Dr. Dina DiMaggio, a general pediatrician, and Dr. Anthony Porto, a pediatric gastroenterologist. We'll talk about all the things related to our kids' health, from dealing with a colicky infant to navigating puberty in the teenage years. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, now live on all podcast platforms. I spent my teens and 20s with suicidal ideation, and it felt like a shadow I couldn't get rid of. Like it followed me around no matter what I did. There it was again. That shadow morphed and shifted. It changed size. It changed shape, just like a shadow does all day long. But it never left. This is unfortunately true for many. It's a dark, dirty little secret that so many childhood dysfunction survivors carry through their 20s, carry through their 30s, and if they don't walk a healing path, often carry for a lifetime, and sometimes that life becomes shortened by stress, by addiction, by self-harm. I share my story and the wisdom that has been so hard gained because I want to give it away. I want to make your process as easy as it possibly can because Whoa, is it not easy. The healing I've turned into solid ground for myself and the clients who have worked with me over these past two decades, my clients who are my greatest teachers. And this might sound kooky and crazy to y'all, but even my clients, some of them have been my soulmates, not in a romantic way. And it becomes such a blessing in my life to be able to have this soulmate marriage that I have with my husband, Chris some deep soulmate friends with very, very small handful of people. And then to have clients over the years who are just such a soulmate match. The world gives us so many different kinds of soulmates. It sort of bothers me that we only think of that in the romantic sense. It's it's such a limitation. This healing work to me, it's beyond psychological. I have a psychology undergraduate degree. I have a master's degree in counseling. All of this work to heal, to grow, to develop, to shed the pain and the side effects of a dysfunctional childhood, this work to me is beyond psychological. It's spiritual and it's human in in ways that mental health, in my professional opinion, has not adequately dealt with yet. I share my story not because I want to be an influencer. It's not why I do a podcast. Funny little side note here is we've recently hired a social media marketing team to help me and my team figure out how to reach more people. And you should have seen the look on their faces with me trying to explain that I don't want to be famous. I'm an introvert. If I could get this content out, inspire people to take the very best care of themselves that is possible and to have more joy and peace in this life. If I could do that and be totally invisible and unknown, I would. I do this as a calling to my higher purpose and not because I want any attention or no ability. But if I have to have my face and name out there to do it, I will. 
Now for that company, I might be the only client they've ever had say this to them based on their faces. I share despite my introverted parts not wanting to because I want you to know it is possible for you to heal whatever, and I mean whatever, has happened to you. And whatever has not happened to you, you get to heal that too. Because there's a lot that very simply should happen for every sweet little baby that comes into this world that just doesn't. You can heal that too. Life thriving is available to you. Even if it's very hard for you to believe in that right now. Solid ground is available to you. Much is figure outable. And sometimes our feelings are flat out liars, y'all. This show is to give you what I've learned, what I've figured out working with now thousands of people one-on-one and in groups to heal, to evolve, to learn self-respect, self-regard, to have more peace and joy in this life than you might think possible. For so long, I thought depressed was who I was. And I have watched so many highly sensitive clients show up to me thinking the same. I thought depressed was what life was. And that is a dooming thought. I do this show every week and monthly on Patreon because I want you to know those thoughts and feelings are liars. You are not doomed. Even when every feeling is ganging up on you to make you think you are. I'm in my 40s. I did the bulk of my growing up in the 90s. I had Oprah and Maya Angelou as two of the few women who publicly named having to survive. They were women for me that were publicly facing and showing that they had chosen to survive. And then they had learned to thrive. I hadn't studied the law of attraction, the power of mindset yet. So I allowed thoughts like they're in another league. They're so out of touch. You know, they have celebrity power. And I made them other than me instead of similar to me or me similar to them. I have wanted to do this show because I'm a totally regular person. I'm a blue collar person who's danced from blue collar to white. I have no Hollywood connections, no investors, just drive and passion. Chris brings the tech skills, and that was divine to bring us together for our love, for our marriage, and to birth this podcast baby out into the world. We're not having kids. This, this is our creative baby. I have built my business from nothing. And I have built a life and a relationship with myself and my inner child to heal her, to hold her, to teach her about mattering. By investing in myself, I've learned what it is to really love her, to love me, what it actually is to matter to myself. I tell my inner child she's always mattered. If you listen to my work and you dive in, you will hear me often use the phrase, the wise woman. We cultivate this wise woman or this wise man, this wise adult part that's already in us. We just grow her or him bigger and stronger, more loving, more mature, more compassionate, more patient, whatever we didn't get in our childhoods. My wise woman 
has a very high regard for my inner child. She knows that she matters. I am happy and I am whole, still have problems at times, still have struggle. We always will if we're alive. You're not doing it wrong just because you have struggle. And if there's some things you do think you're still doing wrong, well, they can be righted. Knowing how, what, when, and why to show up for myself makes every hard life thing that comes not easy, but easier for me to navigate. Even if and when I hate what life is telling me I need to navigate, even if it's wildly unfair and wrong, these skills, this self-care, that's what helps this life be easier. The things that happen to us are going to be what they're going to be. Life throws certain waves. We don't necessarily get to choose the lessons or choose the experiences that teach us the lessons. I have peace about who I am as a survivor, as a human being, as a woman, as a professional, what I am now, how I live. I trust that I matter. And there was no light switch moment that flipped and all of a sudden I knew with every fiber of my being that I mattered. It has been a long road. And I say that to you not to stress you out, but to give you the truth. I don't believe in quick fixes. I wanted them to be true in the beginning of my career. If they worked, you would be hearing me on this microphone saying how much they work. These problems that we have from a dysfunctional childhood did not happen in one day or one week or one month. They happened month and year after year after year after year while we were becoming who we are. So they're stuck in there deep, but they can be transformed. I want true and deep healing for anyone who wants that for themselves. This show is for you if you feel a sense of resonance when you hear me share. Connection, insight, heart sometimes defy the logic of our minds. You might not be able to put your finger on exactly why you're drawn to this show. You just might know that you are. And if you're repelled by it, I get it. I'm not for everybody. Move along and good luck to you. Sometimes people with less abuse than I have since I've been public with my story and I work with people say to me, Nikki, what is wrong with me? I mean, why do I have this much struggle, this much discomfort, this much depression, this much anxiety? Like, what the hell is wrong with me? And I've probably had 40 people at this point say to me, come on, like, I get it. You were molested. I, I get why you had the symptoms and the struggle you did, but that didn't happen to me. So what is wrong with me? Here's my answer to that. At a point, there was a gift in how absurdly and blatantly and toxically my parents showed up for me and cared for me. And at a point, certainly not day one, a lot of therapy, a lot of boundaries work, a lot of mindset motivation changes inside of how I think, a lot of letting go, learning how to let go. Eventually, it gave me a great permission to go fully no contact, to have black and white all or nothing boundaries. Many of you out there come from inadequate versus 
toxic family systems. Mine was truly toxic. And I'd say most are inadequate. In some ways, having inadequate parenting is easier, and in some, it's actually harder. Accepting inadequacy in our parental units is harder in part because you know so clearly that your family loves and cares for you. I got to a place that I trust that my parents were in a lot of ways incapable of any kind of healthy love or care and realizing that they just couldn't give that to me, like showing up at a restaurant that says, oh, we're out of food and being willing to go, okay, well, I'm not going to get a meal here then. And since I'm hungry, I must find another place to get it. So many with toxic parents continue to go to that restaurant that isn't serving any food. They go to their toxic parents going, please serve me kindness. Please serve me compassion. Please serve me an ability to see me, to hear me, to hold me, to help me know everything's going to be okay. And toxic parents can't and won't serve that. Inadequate parents are sometimes hit or miss. Sometimes they can do it. Sometimes they can't or won't. What a confusing thing to figure out, to sort. It has been the great joy of my life to do equal parts helping people go no contact when that is appropriate and necessary and right, and helping people stay bonded to have the healthiest relationship they possibly can with themselves and their loving, though inadequate, family. In self-development work, and if you're working with a really good healer, not just a healer who checked off all the educational boxes, but one that has insight, heart, compassion, and real skill, and probably natural gift, will help you figure out if you're dealing with toxicity or inadequacy and how to take care of yourself around it. So here are my promises and my teachings to this audience that matters to me. I will teach you how to be your own authority figure. Why? Because survivors of abuse and neglect are almost universally the survivors of gaslighting and manipulation. And that creates insecurity and doubt within the individual. And ultimately, the insecure individual develops a dependence on the abusers. And most abusers don't have a conscious thought of like, ooh, we, yeah. I'm going to take away this person's authority. Oh, yeah, I'm going to make them dependent on me. I want to be their everything. I don't want them thinking for themselves. These aren't conscious thoughts that people who are suffering with dysfunction typically have. Now, some do. If they lean a little more sociopathic, then that's a little bit more intentional gameplay. I teach becoming your own authority figure because finding your own power as your own authority figure is what makes someone anti-manipulable. Learning how to become your own authority figure as an adult is kind of like wearing a garlic necklace, y'all. This is what keeps the energy vampires away. And you should know that highly sensitive people, we smell the best to energy vampires. They come after us. They can smell us out. Now, you don't have to wear garlic because you can learn boundaries. In all vampire lore, the vampires must be invited in. 
to cross the threshold, right? When I teach boundaries, you will learn how to not invite them in ever again unless you decide that they're allowed in. This is the path to easier relating to other people, to letting go of an imposter syndrome as an adult, to stepping into your adultness so that you don't feel like a kid that's cosplaying being an adult. You don't have to just hope and pray and cross your fingers that other people will just grow up or not take and use your energy. But that's a practice powerlessness. Boundaries are the empowered way. And we were each born, in my professional and personal opinion, to be our own authority figures. I will teach you how to love yourself. I will show you and tell you how. It was a big frustration I had through my 20s seeing various therapists. Yes, I should love myself. Yes, yes, how? I didn't know how. It's not self-care that's bubble baths and buying flowers for yourself. I mean, that's good stuff too. But we need deeper than that. Real self-love, loving ourselves. It's about self-forgiveness for all the things we didn't learn any sooner than we did. Not torturing yourself with woulda, coulda, shoulda regret. Self-love is integrating more wisdom every day, every month, every year that we age. Allowing, integrating, trusting the process is its own self-love in action. A trust and a faith that you are capable of getting to a different place of learning what thriving is after a life of surviving. You'll hear me describe this process as soul care. I'm not connected to any religion. Self-love brings us to the actions of love. This is in part how we learn to actually love our lives instead of survive our lives. Number three, I will teach you to be the calm when life storms. When you understand that inner peace is a skill, that it's learnable, and it is your birthright to reclaim if you've had a difficult development, you will feel less confused. Now, many of you are out there listening and you've had this experience. And excuse my oversimplification, but I think it helps make the point. Let's say someone has bad behavior in front of you or even at you. I know that most of you have this millisecond, this second long thought. Wow, they're out of line or "Ooh, they're in a mood today or hey, that's not right. Very often that's your intuition. But a childhood of dysfunction taught us that we had to ignore our intuition. And it created a pattern of leaving our intuitive knowing and going to our heads to create a story that makes us wrong because growing up with too much dysfunction makes us believe that we are more often than not in the wrong. Dysfunctional parents tend to really not know how to take appropriate responsibility for themselves and their parenting. So their children take on too much. So in the moment of someone having bad behavior in front of you, your intuition says, hey, that's not right. But then the pattern kicks in. Then without even realizing it, because it is a choice, but we don't know that until we know it. And we leave our intuitive knowing this person is in some bad behavior today. They're in a funky mood. And we go into confusion. No, wait, was it me? 
I must have done something to get this weird energy from them. What did I do? I must have said something. Did I stick my foot in my mouth? Overthinking, over-responsibility, people-pleasing codependency. Very often, the storm is outside of you in a moment like this. But you draw it to yourself. You draw yourself in because you're trying to own what isn't yours to own. Essentially, becoming the storm simply because no one's ever modeled for you and encouraged or given permission and perspective that you don't have to let people make you feel confused and crazy so much. If and when you learn to observe the storm, observe the person in bad or wonky or poor behavior, whatever you want to call it, then you can stand on your own two feet on dry land watching their storm. And that storm can hang out over them. When you know how to be the calm in the face of someone else's storming, they get soaking wet and you stand there dry, then walk away dry. Number four, I will teach you to let go of perfection. Find the good enough and turn the volume down on the critical voice while turning up the volume on the wise woman and the wise man. These are your caretakers. These are the cultivation of the parents you know you deserved, you wanted, and if your parents are inadequate in the best part of who they are, it's the parents they wanted to be for you. And in this way, we talk about ancestral trauma. When we heal ourselves, we're not just healing down the line if we have kids, we're healing up the line too. Number five, I will help you have a spiritual connection to something higher than yourself as you understand it. Now, it's natural, especially if you grew up in an abusive home that also touted religion, especially in teens and 20s, to go, I'm an atheist. I believe in nothingness because that gives you a sense of control, makes you feel safer. I also work with and help people who stay in the place of considering themselves an atheist. That's cool. I don't push this stuff on anybody. But for those who want it, I will help you connect to something higher than yourself because I do believe that's part of what our psychology has always wanted and needed. I mean, this is the origination of the development of religion in the first place. That's something in the human condition. We must believe in something bigger than ourselves. It's why way back in history, people would just look up at the sky and think about the gods that were up there. Of course, we developed thinking there were gods in the sky. We were trying to make sense of things. Just like every child is born to someone bigger than themselves, if it helps give you a safety net for this life, something to hold on to, then it's a choice we can make to heal whatever may have been broken by spiritual or religious hypocrisy and reclaim a connection to something bigger than ourselves as part of our self-care, our self-love, our soul care. Something bigger than ourselves, I don't care what it is, y'all. Just bigger than a person. It can be God, sure, but it can be the universe. That's what it is for me. It can be energy. It can be the love of a pet. Number six, I will teach you that you matter as an antidepressant as a silencer of the gremlin of suicidal ideation that feels so entitled to whisper to people in dark moments. 
It's as simple as when our childhood needs are met, we subconsciously figure out that we matter. Because our needs are met and met reasonably, easily, and happily, this makes us feel worthy of this life, worthy of care, worthy of consideration, worthy of good things, worthy of joy, worthy of love, compassion, forgiveness, worthy of consideration from others and from ourselves to ourselves. When our childhood needs go unmet or are dominated or dismissed by abuse, we learn the opposite. Our little kid smart minds figure out that we don't matter because if we did, our needs would get met and they aren't getting met. Therefore, we are worthless. We do not matter. That is the logic of childhood universally. By reparenting the inner child, we learn to guide, grow, and love ourselves into mattering. This is how we stop surviving and learn to thrive. If you think you're going to thrive while holding on to subconscious messages that you don't matter, ain't going to work. You matter because you exist. If that's not enough proof for you, my challenge to you is to think about the very day that a little baby is born. How could any baby come into this world not mattering? You were once that baby. I was once that baby. Sure, you can let the depression gremlins grab this idea and go, eh, that's no proof of anybody mattering. Eh. Or you can make the decision with a loving firmness, a loving kindness that says, yeah, I can look at any other baby coming into this world and have hope for them that they matter because they got here, because they exist. Our power is in choosing what we have the power to choose in this life. And this is a very powerful choice if you decide to make it now or ever. Decide that you matter. You have that power. Don't let the fact that you don't feel powerful or you don't feel the feelings of mattering make you cast a spell that hurts you. Words or spells, cast them wisely. I matter is a better spell than I don't matter. You matter because you exist. You matter to me. I'm of the belief that we heal this planet by doing our individual work one person at a time. So it might sound cheesy and corny to the max to you. But you matter to me. You working to help yourself be more calm, more integrated, more peaceful, happier. There will be a butterfly effect. There already is a butterfly effect whether we acknowledge it or not. Lots of butterfly effect of funk. Politics is a great example of that. When we do our individual healing with the butterfly effect, we are healing the world. That's why this type of work isn't selfish in the negative sense. It's a sacred selfishness that fills our cup, that helps us give back to everyone we love, everybody around us, people that we know and are in our lives now and people we are yet to know. You have purpose, and you can't find that purpose if you check out or crap out on enthusiasm for life. Don't let depression make decisions for your life. Don't let anxiety be the decision maker for your life. Let your higher self, wise woman, wise man be the decision maker. How your life is now, if you're in a hard spot, is no indication of what it can be 3, 5, 7, 10, 15 years from now. If mattering is hard for you, if you are skeptical, if you say, Nikki, you didn't offer any proof that I matter, I'm still on the fence. 
I ask you to just hang out with me in my free content. Don't spend any money with me until you feel like you're getting something out of hanging out with me a little bit. Hang out in my free content, this pod being one of the free things I offer, and just experiment and just consider what I offer. Consider this. What if, what if you do matter? What if you always have? You just haven't known how to feel it. And the people around you didn't know how to give you the sense of mattering that you crave, that you deserve, that you're worthy of. What if you give me a chance to show that to you? And what if it works? This is why I do the show. And yes, of course, this is how I make my living. That's not a dirty secret. We can be in integrity about the work that we do. Sometimes when we come from dysfunction, we never intend it. We don't even know that it's possible to do work on this, but there's work on money mindset. It was very hard for me, especially when I was very broke. Even sometimes sleeping in my car, terrified about where I was in life to invest in myself when I was still worried about other things. We do what we can do as we can do it, and we grow into a better life with every step. That's a mindset that you can choose to hang on to or not, but then the gremlins, the depression gremlins, the suicidal ideation gremlins, the anxiety gremlins, ooh, they step right up into that space. They love doubt. They hate faith that anything could ever be better. If you listen, if you hang out with me on this show, you'll hear some things thrown in there about money mindset. Whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you're someone seeking services, there are ways to feel good, even financially, no matter where you come from financially too, and no matter where you are now. I want to thank you for being out there listening. I could talk into this microphone till my face fell off my body, y'all. I cannot help anybody at all unless somebody lets me in. Thank you for that vulnerable risk. Thank you for allowing yourself to be open to different things, to new things, to new ideas. Thank you for being open to help coming in so many different forms in this one precious life. Podcasting now one of those forms a form that was not there for me when I was a kid. This is a tool. Thank you for using it. Thank you for helping me live my dreams, for helping me use my experience professionally and personally to help dial down the struggle in the world and dial up the emotional intelligence and resilience. Those of you who have been our Patreon supporters, lightning blew my computer out last week. Thank you all for being a consistent support for us as we've been a consistent support for you. I love the circular reciprocity of how that community works. I hope I'm helping you live your dreams because y'all are helping me live mine. Okay, little boundaries course plug here. We are going to blink and October is going to be here, y'all. You know you need boundaries work. Come learn more. Come check it out. Come use the coupon code EARLYBIRD23 to secure your price. 
I teach this live every single year, every October. Some of you come back. I've already seen some of you sign up who are coming back. I love that. You know the power in seeing people who have been there in years before because we learn this stuff in layers and there's such a rich sharing that happens in this course. It's powerful for me to teach a concept. I promise you it's infinitely more powerful to be with other people who are figuring things out just like you face. It gives hope and it informs the human condition in ways that being the little expert makes some psychology resist. Seeing peers in the figuring out of it is a more powerful thing, believe it or not. It's part of why I have that course structured that way. So come learn more about the Boundaries course 2023 at emotionalbadass.com backslash boundaries. Coupon code earlybird23 to save 100 off full price or you have the option to choose a very affordable payment plan under $40 a month. So if you want to do this course, find what works for you. Part of how listeners have been such a support for us in this reciprocity of support that we've got going on here is by sharing and writing five-star reviews. That's part of what works this funky iTunes algorithm that actually helps put Emotional Badass in front of more and more people as a suggestion. So when you guys take your very precious time to write out these amazing five-star reviews, that's what it's helping us do. And because of you and these reviews, Y'all, our show has been shared in over 100 countries. It is all over the world. We have even had a couple downloads in freaking North Korea. I don't even know how it's possible. And that is really because of you. So they always get me. So if you're new, you'll notice, yeah, I get a little teary. You'll hear it in my voice. I am a bona fide, highly sensitive person. <laughs> Thank you for these reviews, y'all. Lena9276 says, I started listening to this podcast about a month or two ago, and I feel more at peace with life. I've heard many motivating and life-changing speakers, but this hits different. My soul is at peace, free, and happy. She gives a mixture of motivation and meditation. She is a gem. I actually get emotional listening to her. Thank you for being so helpful and sharing your knowledge with us. One in a million. Thank you, Lena. Light and love. This is from HBen651, What I Needed. Learning about highly sensitive people and learning that I'm not alone has been life-changing. I have learned so much from this podcast and I'm very grateful it came into my life. Well, I am very grateful that you came into mine, Ben. Thank you so much. I want to thank Mom Boham. Nice name. I love it. She says, share with those you love. Nikki is a beautiful soul and she has so much wisdom to share. I listen to some of her episodes two and three times because they are that powerful. I'm a recovering people pleaser, HSP, who struggles with the effects of childhood trauma on my relationships, codependency, as well as anxiety, depression, and burnout. Nikki speaks to all of my wounds and helps me stay grounded. I try to listen daily and it has vastly improved my inner well-being. Sending love to all of those out there who have found this podcast in their time of need. You are in the right place. Subscribe, listen, share, heal. You got this. Thank you so much. I'll read a few more, y'all. I want to thank Kim Z, K-I-M-B-S-Y. Kim says, 
really appreciate. Thank you for this podcast. I just found it and binge several episodes. I truly appreciate your honesty, wisdom, and message of hope. You've articulated so well the things I find difficult. I really love that you provide practical tips and suggestions. I've been struggling a lot lately. Like I'm constantly trying to like I'm tr- like I'm constantly trying to put a lid on a tantrum. I feel like listening to your podcast is a great step in the right direction. I am so glad we found each other. Light and love. Keep taking care of that inner child and those tantrums will subside. I want to, oh, this is from Sean. Thank you, Sean. You know I love you so much. This is somebody I know, y'all. All All right, Sean says, Nikki Eisenhower is a skillful and empathic mental health professional that uses her voice to lead us back to our authentic self. Her gentle modeling of self-talk and self-compassion has been one of the most powerful tools in my healing journey. These teachings alone with her boundaries course have given me awareness of my agency. Her podcast introduces you to a myriad of topics that all support authentic living and healing. I feel tremendously grateful to have found her brilliant light. Light and love, Sean. I love you. I want to thank grateful pupil, life learner, all of my own heart. They say path to clarity. I read about highly sensitive people for the first time over Thanksgiving break, and it led me to search for podcasts about the topic. Yours by far resonates the most with me. I feel enlightened, understood, and I'm learning so much with much gratitude to you and your team. You are so welcome. Yes, I cannot do this without my team. All right, two more, y'all. We've got Professional Trainer here. That's the name of the review. Wise, genuine, fantastic. I'll take it. Love those three words. Thank you very much. Sun Adao 11 says, a heartfelt thank you. Nikki, I've just recently started listening to podcasts about five months ago, and your particular podcast, even less than that. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and your experience with us. Marina YT says, beautiful and gentle. I love Nikki's gentle message of allowing our bodies to give us messages and listening to those. All right, I'll end with this one, y'all. It's a bit of a double shout out. KD414 says, grateful. I've been listening to the show for a couple months now. I'm so grateful to my best friend, Stephanie. So shout out for Stephanie for suggesting I try listening to some podcasts. If she hadn't suggested it, I wouldn't have found you, Nikki. Every show I've listened to has resonated. You're genuinely giving of yourself to your listeners. I think most of us just want to know we're not alone. You give me that level of comfort. Thank you for putting yourself out there and stepping into the light. Much love. Much love back to you and back to Stephanie. And y'all, I think that's the spiritual energy I'm trying to name. Sometimes it's as simple as lovely Stephanie just kind of making the suggestion to somebody to listen to a podcast and then making the choice to take that little insignificant suggestion. When we seek something higher than ourselves, connects us to what we need. And if it doesn't, you try again until you get connected with what you need. That is resiliency in action. You, me, all of us, we were born to be resilient creatures. Remember, you matter. You matter. I matter. We all matter. I'm an emotional badass. You're an emotional badass. And together, we are where Moxie 
meets mindful. Light and love. And I will see some of you on the Patreon for the next live stream. And I'll see all of you back here for another episode next week. Bye-bye. At a time when change is constant and we are pulled in far too many directions, we need a way to stay present to life and to increase our ability to remain calm, think clearly, and maintain our well-being. Many studies indicate mindfulness improves our mental, emotional, and physical health. On a Mindful Moment with Teresa McKee, you can learn how to practice mindfulness and enjoy its many benefits. Tune in for guided meditations and to hear tips and advice from some of the most respected experts in the fields of mental health and mindfulness. The world truly can be a better place. It all starts with a mindful moment.